Hello, my friends. It's Ryan from the Prolific Creator Podcast. Now, many of you have asked, hey, Ryan, how do I support the show? Well, I finally listened. Starting today, you can subscribe to the Prolific Creator Plus on ACAST Plus for $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. No apps to download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Get access to the entire archive of Prolific Creator Awesomeness. Over 160 episodes going back to 2017. Yes, that's right, my friends. A plethora of information and inspiration, tips, tricks, and interviews to get your art and work into the world. Remember those ads? Say bye, bye, bye. Wait, there's more. For $5 a month, you can get access to the full prolific creator experience. This includes the full archives, early access to episodes, listener Q&A, book and movie reviews, and interviews not for the public, and perhaps any other awesomeness I might do on the microphone. Sounds awesome, right? Yeah, it does, Ryan. If you want to listen for free, you'll notice the last 50 episodes or so will always be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, by subscribing today, you don't have to download any new apps and you can simply keep listening on the podcast platform you prefer. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website and it'll take you where you need to go. Now on to the show. Hey, it's Ryan from The Prolific Creator, where we talk about art and life and see what sticks. And today, my friends, we are going to talk about rediscovering, reclaiming creativity as play, or you could say as hobby. And what do I mean by that? Well, think back when you were a kid. Think back when you were a little youngin, small little tyke running around whenever you did those kinds of small little tyke kind of things. And you made things, you told stories, you made drawings. Like my kids, I watch them play and they they don't think about it. They just do it. Hey dad, look, I made this book. Hey dad, look, I built this skateboard. Hey dad, look, I made an invention. Hey dad, I drew this picture for you. And they just do it. It's just intuitive. Just creativity is just built into our DNA. It's play. It's joy. It's fun. We We don't think about it. We just do it. And as you get older and as you go along in life, get to middle school, get to high school, somehow, some way, we've been told that play and creativity is not important. We gotta get to the real stuff. We gotta get to the the important stuff. We gotta get to math and science and making money and getting jobs and getting married and all these things. And yet we lose that awe and wonder. We lose that ability to play. And I think even as adults, when we lose the ability to play, when we lose that curiosity, when we lose that awe, that wonder, we lose everything. And the reason I'm talking about this today, creativity, rediscovering creativity as play, maybe even rediscovering creativity as hobby, which I'll get to in just a minute, is because I begin to see that creep into my own work. I begin to think, see that creep into to the things that I was doing, the work that I was doing, the things I've been, been called to, the books I was writing, that it, it, it stopped being about the joy of writing the expression of telling a story, the, the joy that it brings, the fun that it brings, the play that it is, and it became serious. It became important. It became weighty because now you have to deal with the platform and you make some sales. Now you got to think about money and now you got to think about writing that next book that it's just as good as the last one. And 
in other things that I do and other work that I do, I, you, you give that talk and the next one's got to be even better than the last one. And the next speech has to be this better than the, the next one. And, and you lose that on order, the joy of the process, the joy of the fun of making the thing, creating the thing. And, and maybe you can resonate with that. You've had some success. You've made some things. You've sold some things. Some people have put eyeballs on your work. They've shared your work. They've shared it on social media. And now it becomes serious. Now it becomes about customer service. Now it becomes about importance. And we lose that play. We lose that awe. We lose that, that wonder. And I, and I think we also lose that zeal that it doesn't become fun anymore because now it's not about the joy and the, the wonder and the fun and the, the happiness that it brings us when we make that thing. It's no longer about that. Now it's about making money. Now it's about being important. Now it's about being seen. Because when I think about when you start any kind of endeavor, when, when you think about the, the, the times in life when you were younger and there was nobody watching you, there was nobody saying, hey, that's a great thing you're making. There was no one giving you money for it. You're just a kid and you just did it because you loved to do it. Nobody had to tell you to do it. I, again, I think that's that divine impulse in all of us that we're, we're created to be artists. We're creative, created to be creative, creative, I should say. It's just in us. We don't, we don't have to tell, you don't have to teach it. You don't have to show it to someone. They just do it. But then you get platform around it. You get money around it and, and something dies in us and, and we lose that fun. We lose that awe as, a, as I've said. And when money gets involved, I think it's important to reconsider why we do what we do. Because I think for a lot of us, we get blocked and we struggle and we get depressed because we lose the big picture. We lose why we're doing what we're, we're doing. Because somewhere along the, the way, it became serious. It became important. It became about platform. It became about money. And the other day I was listening to a podcast and it really just struck me. And that's where a lot of this inspiration for this episode had, has come from is they're talking about, well, how do you sell things online? How do you build a business? And then I wish I knew who was talking about it, but he said, really got to think about it as a hobby because long before you were ever selling anything online or, or creating things, whatever your work is, whatever you've been called to do, whatever creativity you're, you're doing long, long before that, it was just a hobby. It was just something fun to do. Nobody had to tell you to do it. And that's really the essence of what, when I say hobby, that's what an, a hobby is. You're not getting paid for it. Nobody's making you do it. It's something you enjoy when you have time that maybe away from your other work or other responsibilities. It's the thing that you do. Maybe it's writing, maybe it's painting, maybe it's making things out of ceramics, maybe it's starting businesses, maybe it's supporting nonprofits, you know, dreaming about whatever, leading people, giving talks, giving speeches, giving sermons, whatever it is. But there's a, there's a hobby element to it. You're not expected to show up tomorrow and do the thing. You just do it because you love it. And and his point was that if you want to be a sell things online, you want to sell your business, your message, you want to get your, your thing across. You want to share that with the, with the world is you got to see it as a hobby again. There's a, there's a joy in it. There's a passion in it. It's something you would do if nobody paid you. It's something that you would do if nobody was watching, you would just keep doing it. And he talks about how, it's really the difference between short-term and long-term thinking because short-term thinking is about, I'm going to make the thing, build the thing that everybody's doing because it's hot right now, because it's important, because 
It's it's what people are into. So I'm going to focus all my energy into what the markets are saying and and the books that people are writing and the films that people are making and the art that people like. And I'm going to I'm going to make those things because I know those will sell. But but you see, that's short term thinking, because I think most people that think that way. They don't really love doing it. That's not really their passion. It's not really their calling. It's not really what they enjoy doing. They're just doing it because that can make them a lot of money. And I see this with writers all the time as they write in genres, they write books that they feel like they have to write because that's what they're told they're supposed to write. And that they're told that's what's going to sell. That's a little bit of the problem with our publishing industry. It's how many followers do you have on social media and, and what's hot in the market? And you got to write a book to that because that's the only thing that people buy. And I, I get that people have to get paid and make a living. But that's short-term thinking because those markets and those topics and those themes, they're going to go away very quickly like the dodo bird. They're here one minute, they're gone the next. So the long-term thinking is how can I see my art? How can I see my creativity as hobby, as play, doing the thing that I really want to do, telling the stories that I want to tell telling the stories I enjoy, telling the stories I'm passionate about that. Because here's the thing. I know that when you're passionate about something and you enjoy something, it doesn't mean that you're going to reach the masses. I'll say that first. It doesn't mean everybody's going to love it. But I, I imagine, as someone once said, there's probably a thousand true fans, a thousand people that will love everything that you do. And they'll get excited about what you're doing because they're passionate about the same things. So it's not about reaching the masses, but it's about sharing the thing that you love, making the thing that you love. That's long-term thinking. This is why we need to rediscover creativity as hobby, creativity as play, getting back to our roots, getting back to what excites us and why we tell these stories and why we paint these paintings and, and why we sing these songs and why we start these businesses and why we start these nonprofits. It's because it, it's about the joy of it. It's not about who sees it. It's not about who knows about us. It's not about how much money we're making, but it's the thing that we, that we love. And I think this truth really hit home for me when I was about in high school is I wasn't the best student, uh, mainly because it was boring. And you're, when you're maybe because I'm a little bit of a rebel and when you're forced to you know learn things, maybe you don't want to learn, you're not ready to learn them. And you're just not that excited about it. But I remember I had certain teachers, and this is really, I think when you have a good teacher, you understand what I'm about to say is I had this history teacher, Mr. Bolt, and Mr. Bolt every day in history class would come in and he would dress up like the era in which we were studying. And at first I thought he was goofy. I thought he was weird. And I thought he was just trying way too hard. But, but over time he, he would come into class dressed up like a World War II soldier or Civil War era soldier. He dressed up like Al Capone. He would dress up like a Bible character, whatever we were studying in history. And he would put on this full on character and I gave him props because it took a lot of guts for him and a bunch of sophomores in high school, a bunch of teenagers to not be seen as uncool. And he would, he would deliver and he'd pretend this is what's going on in history. And he would use accents and he would do all these things. And then he would kind of leave the room and come back as the teacher and say, Hey, was there some weird guy that came into class? What was that about? And yet what happened over time was I began to love history. I began to get interested in it. I began to study more. I began to become more curious. Why? Because of his passion, because of his love for history, it began to bleed over on me. It began to spill over on me. And I think 
that's what happens when we see our creativity as a hobby, as a passion, as fun, as joy, as play, is that as you get excited about it, other people get excited about it too. They may not even know that they're excited about it until they actually encounter the thing that you're making. I didn't know I was excited about history until I saw someone who was excited about history. And I've had many examples in different subjects, even math, and I'm terrible at math. But the teachers that loved math and the teachers that were good at teaching math and the teachers that were passionate about math and showed us the relevance of math, slowly you begin to get excited about math. That doesn't mean you're, it doesn't mean you have to become a math wizard. It doesn't mean you have to be, become a math teacher. It doesn't mean you have to become a history teacher. Just because you like certain kinds of paintings doesn't mean you have to be that kind of painter or you like this kind of film. You have to be that kind of filmmaker or this kind of um, passion about certain kind of business that you have to do, be that kind of business person. But the reality is you get excited because of their excitement. Their joy becomes your joy. And see, that's, that's long-term thinking is that make the things that you want to make, make the things you're excited about. Go back to when you were a kid and the, and the stories that you told and the things that you made and you just did it because you loved doing it. Nobody was telling you to do it. Nobody was giving you money for it. Nobody was celebrating your name because of it, but you did it because you loved it. You did it because it was play, because it was fun, because it was a hobby. It was something that you would do when nobody else was looking, when nobody else cared you know what? I want to tell you, I've, I've started this, my own little hobby on the side and I've been making t-shirts and some other designing some things. And it's been a lot of fun. I've been doing this for about a month now. Um, and, and it was spurred on by my son's excitement over this t-shirt competition at his school that they were doing this t-shirt competition and thought, dad, you should design a t-shirt and get entered in this raffle and you can win a bunch of money. And, you know, my son was really excited about winning the money. He didn't really care about the t-shirt, but, but I thought it'd be fun. And so we, we tried to do it. We, we didn't do that well, but there's just something because of his excitement and because of the idea of making t-shirts that he got really excited about, like, how do we do this? And we were trying to figure it out and, you know, looking online and, and what does this look like? And I'm, you know, using some of my graphic design skill and just kind of revisiting some, th- some skills that I just haven't used in a lot of years, but it became this kind of hobby, this kind of fun thing because of his joy, because of his excitement about it and, and the joy that I find. And it's not about making money. It's not about that. It's, it's really about the joy of making these funny t-shirts or making these, you know, trying to figure, figure it out, trying to make these designs when you don't really know how to make things. You haven't done it in a long time. There's just a joy in the process. There's a joy in the making. There's a joy and a fun and a play playfulness and trying to figure things out. And I think in a culture where everything has to be monetized, everything has to have a platform, right? Everything, right? You can't just do something for joy. It has to be, you know, on your Instagram and it has to be documented and it has to be sold. And, and I know there's a place for that. And, and I think that's where a lot of hobbies start, right? They, be, they start with this just joy and then it's like, oh, people actually like this and maybe I could can monetize a little bit or sell it or share it with people. And, and I get that. There's, a, there's, a, there's, not a, there's nothing evil in that. But I think if we lose sight of the play, we lose sight of why we're doing it. Even when you begin to sell things, even when you begin to share your work, share your books, share your stories, share your paintings, share your businesses with with other people, whatever it is, 
it becomes short-term thing. It becomes about now I got to pay bills. Now I got to build this thing. Now I got to have a platform. Now I got to make X amount of dollars. Now I got to pay employees. Now I got to write all these things. And we lose the playfulness. We lose the joy of the process. We lose the awe and the wonder of why we're doing it in the first place. And I don't think we can make it long-term unless we recapture some of that awe and wonder, some of that hobby likeness, if you will. That playfulness, if you will, like when we were kids and we just went and got on that typewriter and just told stories that nobody would ever hear or nobody would ever see. We just did it because we loved doing it. And so I think, friends, as we think about our own creativity, are, are we thinking short term? Are we only thinking in terms of dollars and cents today? Are we only thinking short term of what platform is hot today and how can I make a bunch of money today or how can I get my books or paintings or whatever my thing is, my art into the world today in front of people or am I thinking long-term? What's the stories I want to tell? What's the stuff that I'm excited about? How can I do this long-term and set myself up for a long-term thinking so that I can enjoy it and I can enjoy the journey and enjoy, enjoy the process? Because I think it's also a question of which I've been hearing a lot of people talk about lately, which I think is, is, important, especially in our internet age is for a lot of us is we're going to be making decisions of intentionally keeping things small. So instead of building this big, you know, let's build Apple, let's build Facebook. I just want to be a one man, one woman business or two or three person business. I want to be a solopreneur. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't need this big, huge nonprofit. I just want to be small and nimble. I, I don't need 10,000 fans to reach the masses. I just want to reach a thousand and, and live a comfortable life and share the stuff that I want to share. And the beauty of this day, because we're so connected through the internet and through social media and other avenues is we actually can do that. We don't have to build this big thing and reach for the, the masses. And most of us are, would never do that anyways, but we can have joy in the smallness. We can have joy in the playfulness and, and doing the art, making the things that we're called to make and the things that we're excited about and not have feeling the stress and the strain of, well, how do I reach more? How do I get more sales? But rather than saying, Hey, this is enough. I've reached enough, enough people. I can live a good life. I can, can keep making the art that I want to make and making the stuff I want to make. And I don't have to reach thousands and thousands of people. And I think it's important for us to think long-term and not short-term to think about play, to think about awe and wonder, to think about the joy of why we began doing this in the first place and dying to all the, the, the lies that say you got to have this big platform and you got to have a hundred thousand social media followers. And you, you know, you got to be known and you got to have, you know, a million dollars and all these things rather than saying like, what's going to sustain me long-term is the joy of the making, seeing it as a hobby, seeing it as fun and play recapturing some of that awe and wonder that we had as children. And I think that's an essential piece of our creativity toolbox. If we want to be prolific creators, we have to recapture that awe, that wonder, because that will, that will keep us going in the long term. because I think it's better for us to work a day job and do the thing that you love to do and make the thing that you love to do, not stressed out over how do I pay my bills, then chase platforms and chase dollars and, sh and chase short-term thinking and be stressed out and not be able to make the thing that I really want to make. You hear the, the difference there? I'd, I'd rather have you have that day job and, and do the thing you love on the side as opposed to the other way around. And now taking your hobby, taking that, that joy and now putting all the pressure on it to, to build it into this big thing. 
And I think we live in a day and an age where that's possible for a lot more people. And sometimes, and for a lot of people, those things are going to collide, and that's going to be the beauty of it. Is you can take your your hobby, your your joy, your fun, your play, and you can make it into your living at the same time. But 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 if it becomes your living, don't lose that creativity. Don't lose that awe, that wonder, that play, that joy that started you in the first place. So I don't know who needed to hear that today. I don't, I don't know where you're at today, um, but I but I think I know I needed to hear that because I know some of the stuff I'm doing right now, things I'm writing, things I'm making, stuff I'm making, I'm, I'm putting too much pressure on it to be something bigger, to, to reach more more people rather than writing the things, doing the things, creating the things that, that I'm proud of that, that really is comes from a place of joy and awe and wonder and play. So hope you're encouraged by that, prolific creator friends. Uh, before we go today, just want to remind you, go to ryanjpelton.com and go check out the website. I would encourage you just to sign up for the, the newsletter. Just a great way to stay updated on, on things that are going on. Um, I, I mentioned this little side project. I've been kind of giving some updates on that. That's been fun for the last month or so. Um, just kind of doing something different and, and seeing where that, that will go. But, but again, just doing it out of joy and doing it out of wonder. It's been a lot of fun. Um, got some books and other things coming out, some other resources on the website. Go check those out as well. And also, if you get a chance, wherever you listen to this podcast, leave a rating or review. Um, it really helps us out a lot. Um, and, and also just share the, these episodes with other people. Just word of mouth is, is really how this, this thing works. And so I really appreciate those that have, have sent me guests they want me to interview and sent me kind comments and encouragement. So thank you for that. Um, I really love doing uh, this work and doing this show and uh, sharing these interviews with you. I've got some more interviews coming uh, down the, the pipe here pretty quick. And uh, so hopefully wherever you are on your creativity journey, it's, hopefully this show is helping you and encouraging you, giving you some things for your creativity toolbox, if you will. And before we go, my friends, I do have to say one more thing. Go make some great art with your life. And I will talk to you all real, real soon.